Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I know they had a little sit-down. They was talking about their argument because they both don't want to be so dominant. They both want to be great. They both want to win, and that's why they kind of jailed together outside of everything else that you might have heard that, you know, they were going through. Um, but, you know, those two guys were selfless. You know, they, they both had a competitive spirit with themselves to to build their teams to win. Um, and I think, you know, me and Braun's the same way. You know, we're two guys who want to win um, no matter the circumstance. You know, we, we both want to uh, – we both want to, uh, you know, to make sure that we do whatever it takes to, to help our team win. And, you know, when you got two guys that selfless and, you know, you know it's not going to always be, you know, pretty. Um, sometimes we're going to argue. Sometimes you know, we're going to have disagreements. But we know it's coming from the right place. Um, but when you got two guys who, who you know, want to win as bad as we do and, and want to be dominant every single game, um, you have games like, you know, tonight, you know, where two guys, you know, able to score the basketball, able to rebound. Um, been able to find guys, so um, it's rare you see it. Uh, we know we have something special with us too and with this team. And we can try to you know, capitalize on it. You guys and them. Who uh, who is Shaq? Who's Kobe out of you and LeBron? Um, he's Kobe because he handles the ball, and I'm Shaq because I play in the post. Hey, what's up, and welcome to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast. I'm Yo Lagazo, and I'm joined by my brother, Jamo Lagazo, and we have a special guest on the show today. I would like to welcome from Down Under, <laughs> that's from Australia, if you guys didn't get the, that reference, um, Luca. Uh, he's a contributor at uh, Lake Show Life. Um, that's uh, fan-sided The Lake Show Life, and he also runs his own sport, sports blog, uh, the uh, sidelinespice.com. Um, hey, Luca, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. Um, yeah, really exciting to be here from the land down under, as you say. <laughs> Want to tell us a little about yourself here? Um, so, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm a contributor for Lake Show Life and run my own sports blog. Um, diehard Lakers fan since I was five years old, about five years old, so going on 23 years now. How'd that happen, um, though, from, from Australia? How'd, how'd that so, happen? So I was a big basketball fan because of Space Jam as a kid, um, but, but, I did, but I didn't want to, the team when I was a kid was the Bulls and I didn't want to go for what I considered the bandwagon team at the time, ironically. Um, <laughs> and my dad bought me this big book of basketball history and honestly, the Lakers history chapters read like a, like a storybook. Like I was really into my stories and my reading as a kid. I used to, you know, reading about guys called Magic and a, a man called Wilt who averaged 50 points a game, like mm. when he was younger and mm. a guy called Kareem, like just 
the Lakers history, and then they just traded for Shaq that year. As, was it trade or free agent? They just signed Shaq that year. Right, so, yeah. And I had this obsession with like Giants as well because, <laughs> you know, when you're a kid, bigger is always like more fascinating. Sure, so seeing this sure. seven foot one force of nature yeah, as the Lakers dude. new player, I was like... 350 yeah, pounds. <laughs> 350 pounds, but actually runs like the wind. So that's how yeah. I became a Lakers fan, even though we obviously couldn't watch many games when I was a kid down here. Um, you'd have to have like cable and even then it wouldn't show it that often. So it was tough, but yeah, Lakers fan for a long, long time now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned Shaq, dude, uh, because we just saw... Uh, my opinion, you know, sort of reminiscent of Shaq and Kobe dominance um, uh, in LeBron James and AD tonight, uh, 65 points um, altogether. Um, in fact, there's a there's a, a tweet sent out. I think it was like ESPN and stats or something like that. Anyway, uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are the first pair of Laker teammates with 30 plus points in the finals game since Kobe and Shaq in 2002 in game three versus the Nets. Dude, uh, that was, you know, Anthony Davis was 32 points, 14 rebounds. LeBron, 33 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. And get this, zero turnovers from LeBron tonight. Locked in, dude. Uh, it was it was incredible to watch, honestly. Um, that third quarter by Anthony Davis was probably the best third quarter I've witnessed from a Laker big since Shaq was here. Um, wow. He, I've, I've never, I've honestly not seen anything like that for a long, long time. He was just hitting everything, um, dominant on the boards, uh-huh. um, and and yeah, like you said, LeBron was ridiculously efficient today as well. It it did remind me of those Shaq and Kobe pairings from when from my childhood for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think I tweeted out that when uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, you know, score more than 60 points, the Lakers are un- unbeatable. There's no way. No team can, can beat them. Yeah, man, it was, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a good day. I mean, they were wearing their, their Mamba jerseys, you know, their black Mamba jerseys. And uh, on top of that, you know, um, in, in front of a big Lakers contingent, you know, this was uh, they had Jeannie Buss out there, Joey Buss, Linda Rambis, you saw them, Jeannie uh, Ginny and and Linda waving at the camera there. Uh, also heard that Rich Paul is there from Clutch Sports, dude. You know, because um, they know they they know this is the year, man. Uh, we got two more wins on the way. Um, but let, let let's let's talk a little bit about the specifics of the game. Um, what do you guys think overall? And then we'll we'll sort of break it down, maybe uh, quarter by quarter. Um, so I actually think the Heat played pretty well, um, considering yeah. they were down two of their best players. They shot 50, 40, 90 from the field, mm-hmm. um, field, field three and um, free throw line. Um, they were aggressive at driving to the hoop. And I actually think their zone defense was relatively effective. Um, it did, LeBron did find some holes in it, and to a lesser extent, Rondo, right. mm-hmm. um, especially mm-hmm. when LeBron was off. Um, their zone forced us to shoot the most threes I've seen this Laker team shoot all season. Dude, yeah, right, right, mm-hmm. So, and the fact that we still won by double digits when they actually played quite well, very, very encouraging sides the rest of the series, I think. Yeah, for, you know, for a team that is missing two key pieces in Bam and Dragic, I was really surprised how, how well they kept up with, with the Lakers there and the aggressiveness. And it just shows, uh, shows you know, that the Heat deserved to be in the finals. Right, right. I mean... 
we shot like going back to your 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 point about the three pointers. We made we shot forty seven threes. I oh uh, only made forty, only made sixteen of them, thirty four percent. Hey, but it's still over 30, 30%. I think uh, uh, Harrison the other night was saying that if, if the Lakers are shooting over 30%, which is a low bar, then three-pointers, we're going to win the game, <laughs> which is kind of insane to say. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, KCP and Danny Green combined alone with three for 19. I know, like, dude. Man. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was painful to watch at times, but I mean... Come on. Yeah, the fact that the fact that we yeah other players stepped up from there. I know Caruso hit a few. Mm-hmm. Um, Kuzma, Kuzma hit a couple. Rondo, Play Rondo, Rondo, man. Rondo's yep. turned into a sniper in his old age. What's going on there, man? <laughs> Benjamin like, Button, man. <laughs> it was like forty-five percent on threes heading into this series Dude, for the playoffs. I know. Like, I think you know Phil Phil Handy and maybe Jason Kidd had a hand in that. <laughs> the development going I mean, on there. J- Jason Kidd's the prototype, isn't it? He? he was a terrible shooter for most of his career. He finished right. his career a forty percent three point shooter. Mm-hmm. Like if, if anyone can, you know, teach someone to shoot when it doesn't come naturally to them, it's probably Jason Kidd. Right, right. No, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. I never even thought about that. Um man, go, going back to Danny Green and KCP. Um Danny Green is shooting 29% from the field and 29% from three over the, you know, his last seven games in the playoffs, um, <laughs> which is really bad. But I, I, I keep hoping that uh, the law of averages, like as they say, will, <laughs> will pers- you know, will, will, will catch up somehow to Danny Green and he'll make a clutch three. But this time uh, it was KCP uh, who hit his um, uh, a dagger three with less than a minute to go. And that was the shot that sort of sealed the game. And that was, that was pretty much it. dude. So I'm glad that KCP had that and hope that, um, you know, he'll just keep shooting out there. I, I, I hope that uh, um, this doesn't sort of bother him down the, the, down the road and he'll just keep shooting and make, you know, He's been reliable so far, except for tonight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's been, it was 43% for the playoffs coming into this series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had a good game one too. So he's, he's earned a little bit of leeway. Sure, like he was right, right. Due for a bit exactly. of an off game. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's like you said, I'm still encouraged that he kept shooting because, mm-hmm. you know, we, that's, if there is a weakness on this Lakers team, it is outside shooting. And we need, especially if Danny Green's going to continue chucking up bricks, we definitely need um, KCP <laughs> to, to continue his playoff form. Yeah. I mean, right, right. I, I agree. Uh, another thing that uh, I wanted to note was the heat uh, in their, <laughs> the, the, they got to the line, to the free throw, throw line a lot uh, this uh, this game. What happened there? What would you guys see? I mean, you know, it's, it's really the, the zone defense. Um, we, we played terrible against it this game. I thought um, there, it, it really we we took a lot of outside shots just because you know the we throw it and just it seemed like around the the zone the entire time uh, shooting threes they weren't making it and on the other end Miami uh, the Miami was very aggressive drawing all sorts of fouls and uh, it really shows I think uh, I think they we had like. 16, 17 free throws to like 30 plus uh, going going on there. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Um, they doubled our free throws today after everyone, <laughs> was comp everyone was complaining in game one about us having more free throws. And yeah. part of that wasn't product of the zone. Um, in the, I noticed in the first half in particular, um, in the second quarter, they were playing pretty deep in that zone. Mm -hmm. So when LeBron, that middle guy, so LeBron kind of being LeBron and Rondo as well, being the two smartest guys on the court, kind of noticed that, started playing pretty high in the middle of it, like cutting high. Mm -hmm. um, but in the second half, I noticed an adjustment that they were playing, that they're pushing that middle guy a little bit higher to take away the middle. And um, yeah, this, yeah, like, like you said, um, it forced the Lakers into a lot more outside shots than they'd be comfortable with. And, and uh, there's a difference between good ball movement and purposeful ball movement. Like, yeah, right. swinging, swinging the ball is all well and good, but if the end result is going to be a contested three with five seconds left on the shot clock, the zone defense did its job. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with, with what you guys said there. And then uh, uh, Miami was... was uh, um, I, I felt like all throughout the game, they were, they were also, I mean, I think LeBron had mentioned this in his, his post game with uh, Rachel Nichols. I think it was Rachel Nichols actually um, that uh, they were, they were driving it in and then kicking it to the, to the open man. And they were having, getting those shots in. Um, and that uh, I, I'm glad that he mentioned that, you know, back to the film room, I want to see what, what, what's going on here. What's, what's happening here. Um, and uh I also want to talk about Jimmy Butler and how he did tonight. I think um, he played really aggressively, and um, I think he, ra he he racked up more more assistance than LeBron James, and um, very playing very effort or uh, very well out there, and um, just uh, ca causing a lot of chaos for for us. I thought. Yeah, I think. You know, Jimmy, uh, much like LeBron, was really flirting with a triple-double there. Um, really, really a master class, honestly. Um, without Bam and without Drajic, he had to kind of pick up uh, all those points. And, uh, 25 points, 13 assists, 8 rebounds. That's that's great for, for Jimmy there. Uh -huh. Yeah, he, he played really downhill today. Um yeah. He, he his finishing at the rim wasn't great, but he right, he no. forced he forced the issue. Um, and he was making. I, I saw in some of my other group chats people were complaining about Jimmy only having seventeen shots. But the thing is, I mean, he almost always made the correct decision. Um, he had three turnovers, but I, I didn't notice a, a turnover problem. Like more often than not, he was making the correct read with the pass or whether to hold it. And he, I mean, fourteen. No, 12 free throws. 12 free throws it shows that what he was doing was working. Um, he had almost more free throws by himself than the whole Laker team, 17 versus 12. Wow. So, yeah, no, he played a really good game. I was really impressed with him taking the initiative today. Right. Another another Heat uh, player that I thought played really well was uh, uh, Kelly Olenek, man. Dude, that guy was a, a, a problem. He was hitting threes like, like crazy. Um, Four. What? A thorn in our side. <laughs> yeah, I I expect that to, them to to start him next game. Do you think so? Over uh, um, Leonard. I mean, he had what twenty two points, eight for fifteen. If if Jimmy Butler is playing down, you know, downhill like that, being aggressive, you know, and the Lakers be collapses, uh, Olynyk's going to be open at the three. Yeah, I mean, he he, he gives him that. The one thing that Alinek has over Bam is that he's a better ball spacer, floor spacer rather. Right, right. Um, and that actually works really well with 
see Bam, see, Bam plays really well with Dragic because they have that pick and roll. It's one of the best in basketball. Both their mm-hmm. pick and roll partners are out, so the Heat have had to adjust their way to play to a more driving kick kind of style. With Jimmy Butler almost as a de facto point guard. Um, and Alinek, I mean, I'm not going to go as far as saying he's better than Bam because Bam's incredible, but Alinek does suit that game plan really well. So I think that if Bam's not ready to go, he should definitely get the start next game. All right. No, I, I, I think that the, that's what they'll do. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good win. Uh, I'm really glad that the Lakers had to uh, – it was a tough win, you know, 124 to 114. Uh, we were leading, but uh, it felt like the, the, the Miami Heat were, were still in the game pretty much until, until, you know, until the, 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 the closing minutes there. Um, and you, you saw a little bit of, uh, you know – angry LeBron, frustrated LeBron on, uh, on this. And, um, you know, he's locked in. I think that he doesn't want to be this close, uh, especially, you know, or, or having games this close, especially with, with Bam and, and, and Dragic out. Like, it makes no sense that, uh, that, that they're this close. I, I, I would think that uh, he'll go into that film session and, and, you know, basically break down the – each play and and try to to come up with a strategy to for game three and uh, to, to have more of a you know have more of a lead against against this team if, if Bam's not going to play or Dragic's not going to play. Yeah, I, yeah, you know what? I with all the positives, uh, you know, going on to this game, you know, obviously we had the advantage, um, you know, the rebounding, the three point defense. You know, I, I remember watching the game and all these positives are like, yeah, we're, we're doing it, we're doing it. And then I looked at the score and we were only up by 10. I, I hate that feeling. So I'm, I'm sure if I hate it, Le- LeBron's furious about it. So definitely in that next film session, you know, you know definitely look at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he didn't get complacent um, and that he was sure. mad about that. Um, like we did some things really well. I think we got yeah, we had 16 offensive boards compared to the Heat having 31 defensive. So that's almost like a 33 over 33% like offensive rebound ratio, you know, eight of the men to Davis. Right. But, um, you know, so we did do some things really well, but, you know, 10 of 17 from the line, not going to sit well with LeBron, especially when he was bad himself. Right. Um, being, settling for three-pointers against the zone. Um, yeah, almost 50% of our attempts are from three. You won't be happy about that either. Um, and yeah, like you said, I'd never felt quite comfortable this game. Like it felt like we were dominating general play. And then I kept looking at the score and it was like nine points, 11 points, 10 points. I'm like, why right. are they still around? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, hopefully the, the, the Lakers can turn this around. Uh, well, I mean, we, we won today, but like hopefully that we can um, come back game three more dominant than we did today and, and feel more comfortable as we head into the fourth or in those closing minutes. Um, uh, I, I'm confident that we can do that. Um, I think, uh, it just comes down to basketball minds. You know, we have Rondo out there, LeBron, uh, to an extent AD and then the coaching staff. I think it's, uh, you know, they're all going to have to come together and okay. All right. The, the Miami heat, they're a tough team. They're not going to back down. Um, but we're, we, uh, you know, we're, we outmatch them. Uh, right now and we shouldn't be <laughs> you know closing out games 
uh, that you know with, with the with such a close close score. So um, I'm hoping that we'll um, we'll close we'll head into game three with uh, better uh, strategy and tactics uh, against their their zone. I think their zone was the, really the 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 um, the catalyst to how um, you know how they they, they remain there uh, close to us. Um, but guys, I think that uh, that's it for today. Uh, Luca, thanks for joining us today. I don't know if you have any final thoughts here before we end the show. Um, yeah, no, thank you for having me. Final thoughts, uh, I think we summed it up pretty well. Um, I think that, yeah, we could be looking at a sweep if we, you know, if it we stick be. to, you know, which I didn't predict that before the series. I thought me it was neither. six. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the way we've been playing, if Davis and LeBron play like the two best players in the world and the role players keep playing their role well, um, yeah, we, we could be seeing one of the more dominant postseason runs in recent memory. Um, and yeah, I'm here for the ride after 10 years of not being <laughs> in the finals and, you know, seven or eight really, really mediocre Bad years. years. I, right, I appreciate right. it way more now than I did when <laughs> I was younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, so AD and LeBron, quick, just, just quick question. I'm going to ask you this. Yes. The finals MVP. I knew this was going to come. Um, <laughs> Loaded question. So, so far, if the, if the series ended today, I, I'd give the slight, slight edge to AD because he's, mm-hmm. been, he's been better when the game's been closer. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron's been unreal and it's yeah, splitting hairs at this point. Right. But, you know, when I felt like the game was in the balance um, in th- that second quarter of game one and in the third quarter of um, game two, that was when AD was probably our most important player, and yeah, I wouldn't be wouldn't be mad if LeBron got it. He's also very deserving, but right. yeah, I'd give it to AD by a slight bit. Right, and I think I think LeBron would be okay with that. You know, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm glad uh, you guys mentioned uh, AD because I don't think we mentioned him enough this game about this game. <laughs> yeah, He's very quiet, very quiet. Uh, Thirty points every game, you know. Yeah. Um, Silent assassin, isn't he? He is. He is. And then when you need him most, that third quarter, you mentioned it, dude. That that he went he went full. Uh, I don't know if you you see if you've seen the the last Airbender. He went full Avatar, man. Dude. Uh, <laughs> like he wasn't missing a shot. I think he missed like a shot or two, right? But uh, he went he went crazy. But I think uh, he started off like eleven for twelve or twelve for thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. I think he had 30 points before he had like maybe two misses. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Well, uh, let's end the show. Um, Luca, again, thanks for joining the show. Uh, guys, if you haven't already, uh, make sure. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me, let me back up. Luca, where can they find you on Twitter? All right. <laughs> you can find me at um, Sideline Spice LD on Twitter. Um, on there, you also have links to all my work from Lake Show Life and from Sideline Spice as well. Um, or my Instagram handle is Everest with a three. So three V-E-R-E-S-T. And yeah, I'm responsive on both. So if you want to talk hoops, my inbox is always open. Sweet, sweet. There you go. There you go. There's Luca for you. Uh, guys, if you haven't already, make sure you follow also, uh, us also at, on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Uh, subscribe and give us a five-star review if you thought this episode was great. Um, and follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts uh, as well. 
Uh, we'd appreciate the reviews and the follows and subscriptions to help us continue to do what we're doing. We're also on Instagram at Lakers Daily Scoop. We have uh, 27,000 followers and, and counting. Uh, with that said, guys, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you next time. In the Admiral refrigerator, the door is closed, the lights out. Butter's getting hard, the eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.